Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. With the San Francisco Giants, who snapped their mini three-game slide after coming up winners over the Cincinnati Reds. Want to dive into some Giants baseball as well as I mentioned, all things Bay Area sports. Happy Pride Day to one and all. As we hit, of course, the 9 o'clock hour, waiting for my partner Jim Cozumore, who will join me in a, in a matter of moments. Uh, Bri, how are you this morning? <laughs> we are scrambling. But there is a, a lot going on in the world of sports, as there always is. And I want to get into the Golden State Warriors. And a good place to start is obviously the draft picks. And the angle today is obviously as, as we get sort of as we move further along and the draft becomes with every passing hour, every passing day, more so in the rear view mirror. I think the more you're going to forget about Mr. Mr. Baldwin, the young man, Pat Baldwin Jr., who joins the team out of the University of Milwaukee, a bit of a risk because of the injuries, the lack of athleticism. I think that guy might be an answer to a trivia question coming up in a matter of years. Don't see him as being an impact player next year and maybe three or four years if he gets out of the floor. It might be it might be the biggest accomplishment for that young man as far as his NBA career. I, at this juncture, I just don't see it. I think Ryan Rollins is somebody that's got some upside. But, hey, what the hell do I know? What do any of us know when it comes to once you get out of the top four and you're picking on the NBA draft – it is an absolute crapshoot, and nobody has any idea what's going to happen in terms of, of these sort of players. It's not the NFL where you have, obviously, seven rounds, and once you get through, I mean, there are, you can find players in the sixth, seventh rounds as far as running backs, guys, you know, the George Kittles of the world, these late-round draft picks, they take place in every single NFL draft. It's one of the reasons why Sean McVay is Sean McVay, and that's why Teams like the Los Angeles Rams do what it is that they do. You want a first-round pick for a bona fide established NFL star? Give me that NFL star. I'll give you the first-round picks. They don't have a first-round pick for the next, you know, 20 years or so it appears. But they find guys. It's not that they don't have any draft picks. It's just they'll find their guys or they have enough confidence to feel as though they can find their guys in the third, fourth, fifth, sixth rounds. And as it turns out, they typically do. And you can't argue what seemed to be a level of risk, and I don't mean to start things with Sean McVay and the Los Angeles Rams. We're not coming to you from the polluted Southland, but you do have to sort of tip your cap because I used to go after them going, look, what the hell's going on over there? You guys are mortgaging the future. You have no first-round draft picks. You're rolling the dice on a bunch of front-loaded stars in the Jalen Ramseys of the world. Guess what? It worked. Brought them a Super Bowl. And that's the pressure on how you live in Los Angeles. You can't say, well, 
this is a three- or four-year plan. Nah, it's Tinseltown. You either win now or people leave. They leave anyways in Los Angeles. You can be a Super Bowl championship-type team. They're arriving late, and they're leaving early to beat traffic. That's how they do things down in I-5. But as it relates to the NBA, to bring it back home to the National Basketball Association, you're talking about if it, to me, once you get beyond the fourth pick, (laughs) I know that sounds a bit much, the fifth pick in the NBA draft, statistically proved to me that that the number five through whatever are guys that that are impact players in the NBA. Now, I know what happens, but I think statistically you're sort of shooting in the dark. I mean, I can give you – I think it balances out with the top three picks in the NBA draft. It's pretty much of a, a 60-40 proposal that 60% of the time you might hit on those guys. And that even might be a little bit high. So when you're getting down to 28, love Jordan Poole, love me to Kevon Looney, who was able to do that, of course, at number 30 and – Jordan Poole going at 28 three years ago, and the Warriors hitting on both of those guys. And, of course, we all know about Draymond Green not even creeping into that first round. That That is clearly a testament, first of all, to the Golden State Warriors, and secondly, the exception to the rule. So, not, not throwing any verbal darts the way of Patrick Baldwin, a young man who begins his career, seems like a nice kid. You wish him all the best, but as far as helping this basketball team, Nah, it's going to be about that starting five for the Warriors. But I do want to get into the Warriors, not necessarily with the draft picks, but talking about some of the free agents. And what is it that you're going to do? 888-957-9570. Is it too early to open up the phone lines, Brian? Why not? We'll open those things up and get it going here. But when you're talking about the Golden State Warriors, now I pound this just about every single day. And as, as we talk about this team, who is it that you're going to bring back? Do you want Kevon Looney? Do you want? I know you want them all, but in terms of level of importance, is it Kevon Looney? Is it GP2? Is it Andrew Wiggins? Is it Jordan Poole? Now keep in mind, I think you guys have an idea in terms of how much it's going to cost to each player, some more expensive than others, but in terms of level of need, and let's say you can't keep, let's say you can keep two of those four or three of the four. Which ones do you want to bring back? Again, is it Kevon Looney? Or is it Andrew Wiggins that you feel after his performance, of course, in the NBA Finals? That is first and foremost. Or do you want to go, obviously, Jordan Poole, an emerging star? Or do you feel as though GP2 is a guy that continues to get overlooked, but if you know your basketball, you recognize the level of importance because people will tell you, especially the Golden State Warriors, that it starts on the defensive end. That's what unlocks things from your offensive end and, of course, gets you into motion when it comes to the Golden State Warriors. That's what puts you in transition. And the Warriors are such a better basketball team when they're out running and you don't know what they're going to do and, you don't, and you're trying to pick dudes up on the fly as opposed to after a dead ball or a timeout where the Warriors have to cross the timeline and you can set in your defensive ways and you, can, you have so much – somewhat of a structure to try and defend the Golden State Warriors as opposed to when it's helter-skelter, ripping a rebound, ripping run. Good luck. Guys flare to the three-point line. Worst Steph, worst Clay. I don't know. Somebody get Draymond. And GP2 is the guy that unlocks all of that. I'll tell you, for my money, you've got to bring back Kevon Looney. First of all, it's a doable price. Listen, 10 million scahoots is 10 million scahoots, right? In our world. But 
relatively or comparatively speaking, when you get into the NBA, 10 mil for that of a guy like that of Kevon Looney, if you get into the 10 to $12 million neighborhood, I think you can afford it. Joe Lacob tips more than that in a week. You can go there. And Kevon Looney is, is, first of all, first and foremost, the attitude. And I know people want to overlook that and say, well, just show me what you can do on the hardwood, young fellow. Well, no, it's this dude is he is the prototypical sort of player you want on your team. Works in a locker room, gets along with everybody, and then he is until James Weissman comes to speed. I know the guy is six nine, six nine and a half on a good day, but he is your big. He is your rim protector. He is your guy that gets out and defends. And not only can he defend the other bigs and protect the rim, but he can also get out and defend. You know, I've seen him lock up CP3. This guy can watch guards. He can watch point guards. But I think Kevon Looney, what he does as far as the rebounding, and here's another one that doesn't jump out at you on a stat. In fact, I don't even think there's a statistic for this. And that is he set screens. He is, according to Iguodala, the best screen setter in the NBA. It's those little things. That's how you win, man. You win with guys like that of Kevon Looney. You need your steps to fill it up, but it's always a guy on the back end of Kevon Looney pulling down the 22 rebounds in a game six to decide things against Memphis in a game that there was some uncertainty as to whether he would even start. And that's been his career. Well, we're not sure if you're going to start. I'm not sure if you're actually going to be with our team next year. We're going in another direction. How many times have we seen that with the Warriors when it came to to Kevon Looney? Now, I think we're going to go James Weissman's going to be our big for the next 10 years. But thank you so much, Kevon. Do you mind backing him up for maybe a year and then sort of drift off into the sunset? And here he is. Guy does what he's told, right attitude, and now he's turned out and has proven that he's one of your most important players after winning the NBA championship in 2022. All right, phone lines are now officially open, according to Brian, 888-957-9570. We'll get it going with my man, Joe. Joe, welcome aboard. How are you this morning? Uh, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I think that you got you to gotta get Looney, because Looney is doing – see, I, I look at it like this. If you get Looney, then Weissman, when you have to, you're going to run into some bigs in the playoffs next year. That's for sure. Now, as far as GP2, you can pay him – Whatever he wants, he's not. I mean, what they gotta look at is like, are you gonna be a star somewhere else? You're gonna be in the same role, so why not stay here and win championships for the same money? It don't make no sense to move. And another thing, I need to know how's the how's the contracts work as far as like um, Wiggins? Can he can he just take the minimum, or does he get the the whole bag? I'll take it off the air. Thank you. Yeah, thanks so much, Joe. As it relates to Wiggins, Wiggins is going to look for another max deal, I believe. Now, it varies from position to position and player to player when it comes to a supermax. But he's going to be looking to get somewhere in the neighborhood of 30 mil a year. Now, I think you're right. I think you make a really good point. But the Golden State Warriors have, Joe, and their leverage right now going forward when you talk about these contract negotiations is that you've just won the championship. And this is a team that, for someone like that, a Kevon Looney, it's the only team he knows. He's created friendships. He's created an environment, and he's part of the culture that are the Golden State Warriors. In other words, in layman's terms, he didn't want to leave. But, of course, his agent isn't going to say that. His agent has got to go hardball and saying, listen, we're getting offers from Sacramento. You know, I just took a call from Charlotte, and they're looking at, at Kevon Looney. So, you know, w- what are you going to give us? 
This is point-counterpoint. Let's barter here. But I think everybody knows, it's sort of pervasive in the room, that Kevon Looney didn't want to leave. As much as we don't want to leave, we don't want to let him go. I think everybody recognizes that you just want a title, that you enjoy it here, and this is this is where you want to be. And I don't know, and this is not a knock in Kevon Looney, I don't know if you're the same player if you go to Charlotte. I don't know if you're the same player if you go to Denver, if you go to Detroit, if you go to Oklahoma. This is part of the system. This is part of Steve Kerr. It's Bob Myers. It's, it's again, buying into what it is that they do here at Golden State that's so unique from that of everybody else. And you can go test the waters, and maybe you're going to get a couple of million dollars more. But in terms of being relevant, I saw he's listen, come on, Looney's got his own commercial. You want to be an NBA champion and everything that comes along with it? I mean, this is where you want to be. I mean, Gavon Looney, you may get the bag like that of Festus Azili, although he never played for Portland, left the championship team, thought he'd get greener pastures. In terms of longevity, in terms of name recognition, sometimes it always isn't in the dollars and cents, and you're better off staying right where you are when it comes to Gavon Looney. But I do think that the Warriors are willing to match whatever it is that he wants, because that's what you do. The Warriors have proven one thing, and that is they will reward you. They'll never be accused of a team that if a player does what it is that was expected of him, that the Warriors turn their back on him and say, well, sorry, man, we're going to go in another direction. Not going to give you, quote, unquote, the bag. That's not how they operate. So as far as Kevon Looney is concerned, listen, we've overlooked you before. We didn't offer you an extension previously, but you have proven through your durability, through your rebounding, through everything that it is that is the Kevon Looney package you deserve the bag, and we reward guys like you, which is why not only do I think he's first and foremost, but I don't think the Warriors have any issue on negotiating a contract with Kevon Looney, unless Kevon Looney gets nuts and wants to get in the neighborhood of like 15 to 20 mil a year. Because it's not an, you know, it's not an infinite amount. There is a salary cap involved here. And with Kevon Looney, I think closely tied to that is GP2. Because whatever it is that Kevon, if Kevon Looney can come in at a number that everybody is happy with, well, then you can say, okay, GP2, we can afford you. Now, obviously, they're not going to say that publicly, but I think those two are sort of hitched in a weird way. And I think it's Kevon Looney first. And if we have enough money for that at GP2, let's go ahead and lock him up. We recognize his level of importance as well. But I do think that Kevon Looney takes precedence over that of GP2. And then you get into the big heavies. Now, you have a little more latitude when it comes to Andrew Wiggins and Jordan Poole. Because worst case scenario, you don't want to do this. It's never ideal. But you can play next year with Andrew Wiggins. You can play next year with Jordan Poole and not give them new contracts because they're still under their current deal. They're up for extensions. Now, there seems to be this level of consensus that it's better to go with Andrew Wiggins and maybe work out a deal with him this time next year or during the season or after next year as far as the extension is concerned. And that Jordan Poole might be the guy that you want to give the extension this offseason because, and Jordan Poole, again, is somebody else as a restricted free agent that the end of next year, the Warriors can match the highest offer that is given to Jordan Poole. So you have a year to deal with both of those gentlemen. But the risk becomes anytime. I mean, look what's going on with Aaron Judge and the New York Yankees. Look what happened to DeAndre Ayton and the Phoenix Suns. If you don't get that deal cemented prior to the season, 
things can get squirrely in terms of your relationship with that player. It's always hanging over their head and your head. Anytime you address Andrew Wiggins, if he's not under contract next year as a head coach, as Bob Myers, it's the 800-pound gorilla. We know it's always there. And Andrew Wiggins, depending on the sort of player and sort of guy he is, there could be a level of resentment. Like, why didn't you take care of me? And that could be reflective in his play. I don't think he's that guy. And I, I think much like that of Kevon Looney, he recognizes that he's in the right place and the right culture. And much like that of Kevon Looney, in fact, he's even tipped his hand. I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to leave. That's the last thing his agents want to hear, but let's face facts. Kevon Looney's, Looney's been out there. He's been out the door. It's scary. He was in Minnesota. Hell, I don't want to leave this place. What are you, nuts? I've seen what it's like out in the real world. And it's called Minnesota. And they do things ass backwards. I want to be here. We can clearly tell the minute you walk in the door that things are done right from the very top and the trickle-down effect to players like myself. Not only that, but I just want a title. Not only that, I just made a name for myself and pretty much proved to the world that I'm no longer that quote-unquote guy that didn't deliver as the number one pick in the NBA draft. That all happened here. Highly doubtful that Andrew Wiggins would want to walk. But if you don't lock him up, there is, there is that slight potential that that hangs over his head. And the only thing I would say when it comes to Andrew Wiggins, I'm not saying that this is potentially going to happen, but there has been, you know, that has been the talk, accusatory or otherwise, that at times he can sort of disappear mentally. And we saw that throughout this season until, of course, he came on like gangbusters in the postseason. But you begin to wonder, well, you know, is he not playing up to pars? He's taking games off and he's not the same Andrew Wiggins because of the fact that, you know, they didn't get that contract. And the same holds true for Jordan Poole, who we saw at times could be a little bit mentally fragile, right? Remember when Jordan Poole was the star and he had all those consecutive games where he was scoring 20 or more points and then they took him out of the starting lineup because Steph Curry came back, Clay Thompson came back, and then he wasn't the same guy for a while. He had to adjust to this new rule, role, rather. And he wasn't the same guy on the floor in terms of, of giving you the sort of production. You had to wonder, well, you know, he's a young man at age 22, and maybe he felt as though he was a bit slighted. Well, how's he going to feel if you were to compound things and not give him that, ex- that extension? Got a question for you, Dan. What's up, Brian? Good morning. Sound great as always. So would you wait and see what they do this year when we're talking extension-wise? Would you wait to see what Andrew Wiggins and Jordan Poole does this year instead of, all right, we'll give him the bag right now. Let's say, all right, let's wait a year to see if you can actually do this again. Yeah, again, it, it would make sense financially, but you want to take care of your own. And the Warriors, again, historically have shown that if you have proven that you can do what it is that we ask you to do, we usually reward you. There's the level of risk that if you if you take a player like that of Andrew Wiggins, who has another breakout season, and he becomes an unrestricted free agent, well, then, first of all, you're going to pay a lot more money. And secondly, you run the risk of potentially losing him. And the same holds true for Jordan Poole. That number can go up exponentially if Jordan Poole continues on this ascent of being a breakout star. And there's the up now he's a restricted free agent, so you'll have the opportunity to match anybody's offer. Now, again, 
financially, I'm not a capologist, but I know you can get this done. And I know that whether it's sitting down and talking to those guys, locking up Looney, locking up GP, or locking up one of the two, Wiggins or Poole, bringing back everybody. I know it's feasible because, again, not to cross rivers here, but just to bring it in the football and make it analogous to that of Los Angeles Rams, if the Rams can tweak that cap, re-sign Cooper Cup to that crazy deal, give Aaron Donald the biggest deal in the history of the NFL for his position, extend Stafford, got Jalen Ramsey, you went out and you got Robinson, you got all of these free agents you're about to sign, OBJ. How the hell are you doing this, man? Are you printing money out there? Do you not play by the same rules? Yeah, but what they do is that they're smarter than everybody else in terms of deferring money, these personal contracts. They move all this money around so they can get everybody satisfied under these fat contracts. And so I know it's doable. That I do know. It's beyond my scope. It's beyond my bandwidth, man. I barely got out of high school when it came to math. But I know it's doable. You just got to get a little creative. So when you hear about salary cap, what are we going to do? Listen, there's dudes in the room. These nerds, their pocket squares, they know how to get it done, bro. Oh, yeah, they do. I'm not worried about, do you have any levels of concern that that Wiggins and or Jordan Poole won't get taken care of and or there'll be some 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 level of discontent by either of those gentlemen because the Warriors didn't do the right thing contractually? No, no, I don't. And you know what? It's honestly... Joe Lacob seems like the type of guy who will spend anything and everything to win at all costs. He, he kind of reminds me of Eddie DeBartolo Jr. a little bit with the 49ers, where he will spend, he will go over the luxury tax just to win. That's how much he wants to win. I remember he said a good quote, I love to win, but I hate losing even more. And that's why I think they will pay these men handsomely. Now, when it comes to the question of free agency, Three free agents that save Otto Porter, Gary Payne II, and Kevon Looney. If you had to pick just one of those free agents to bring back this year, who would it be? It's Kevon Looney. It's your man, Kevon. You win. I, you know what? I love Kevon Looney so much, I might have to go Gary Payne II. Wow. Just the way he's able to guard all five positions, pretty much. I would have to go him. I get that. But Kevon Looney can do the same, not to the extent of GP two, but then what Kevon gives you is six foot nine. Now I know, you know, GP two plays like a guy who's six foot nine, but he's not getting you to the twenty two rebounds like that of Kevon Looney did in that decisive game against Memphis. Which again, hey man, I hearken back to that Memphis series. Cause we all know during this run, and whether you want to admit it or not, Memphis was that one team you're like, oh, this doesn't feel right. We don't want to go back to Memphis for a game seven. Right, that that game six I circle as being the most important game and or victory in their championship run. It was game six against Memphis, and it was Kevon Looney, no one else. It was Kevon Looney that stepped up and took him home. Twenty-two boards in a game where you said everybody was saying, "What are we going to do to match the bigs in that front line of out of Memphis?" Brandon Clark, the Kiwi, Stephen Adams going nuts. Jaron Jackson dominating, and the Golden State Warriors look like a bunch of fifth graders. And the question was, how are we going to match fire with fire here? And Gavon Looney says, I got you. 22 boards. 22. On a team that apparently was intimidating you and was controlling the paint and controlling the front line. Gavon Looney won the biggest game 
in the Golden State Warriors run to an NBA championship. Now, it's not exclusive for that one game is the reason why you give him the bag, but in totality, it's that, the way he played in the postseason, and everything he did throughout the regular season. And the fact that when he's told he's not playing or they're going in another direction, keep in mind, man, he was in and out of the lineup throughout the entire postseason until they recognized after that game six, oh, yeah, we need you. And he did the same thing against Boston. Yeah, if it comes down to GP2, Porter, and Kevon Looney, there's – I'm sorry, and this is not a slide in GP2. Ideally, you would love to bring everybody back, including GP2. But Kevon Looney and GP2, it is hands down. I think the bigger question becomes in the text line, pointed this out, that Poole is chasing the bag. You're right. You're right, text line. That is, And I say that to say this, is that Andrew Wiggins has got his bag. He got extended, and he got a super max in the NBA, Right. Jordan Poole's 22 years of age. The guy didn't even know if he was going to make it. Seriously, I'm not getting overly dramatic. You guys know the story. Well told, right? Not only was in the G League prior to that, his first year in the NBA, is garbage, man. But he worked at it, and he's worked himself in a position now where he's going to get paid. But he had no idea whether he was going to stick or not. And not only with the Golden State Warriors, I'm saying sticking in the NBA. And when you're 22, getting paid in your, in your rookie deal – that's that's important. That's really important because that's how you measure guys that came out your same year. You're always looking around. You're looking at guys that came out your same class and got drafted in the NBA. Who got the bag? Who got paid? Who got paid more? I know it sounds juvenile, but that's sort of the scope in which they look at the world that they live in. So him getting the bag weighs heavily, much more, I would think, on a personal note than that on a personal side of things as opposed to that of someone like an Andrew Wiggins who's a couple of years older, been in the NBA, and has already been rewarded. He might have a higher level of patience than that of a Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole doesn't get the bag. He may drift a little bit. He may not recognize that, okay, I got to do this for the economics of the basketball team. I will get paid. It's just not going to happen right now. That might be a tougher pill for him to swallow than that of, say, someone like Andrew Wiggins. Hey. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe all four guys come back. Like I said, if the Los Angeles Rams can do it in 2022, then why not the Golden State Warriors? Granted, it's football and it's the NBA, but, man, it's the cap. It's math. It's about paying dudes and just getting creative and doing it. We continue here on 95.7 The Game. Much more on the Golden State Warriors. Want to get into some football talk. That's right. It's never too early to say the name. Say it along with me, class. Ready? Jimmy Garoppolo. Enough said. Dan Amon and my man, Brian Iglesias. We continue here on 95.7 The Game after this. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Eight years, four rings on your home of the 2022 NBA champion Golden State Warriors. 95.7 The Game. Now back to 95.7 The Game. Good morning to one and all. We've come up on the 9.30 hour. Dan Avone along with you on, yeah, happy Pride Day to everyone out there. And watch yourself in terms of traffic. You thought the parade and talking about the celebration of the Golden State Warriors marching down Market Street was bad. It's a busy week here in the city as it always is. As we're talking a little Golden State Warriors, we'll transition into the San Francisco 49ers. And I do want to get into some baseball talk in the San Francisco Giants as the Giants snapped that three-game slide and came up winners over the Cincinnati Reds yesterday. But one thing I wanted to talk about before we go full tilt, Golden State Warriors, just sort of the basketball as an overview, the Kyrie Irving madness. Now that'll all come to a head coming up this week. Free agency, obviously, will go off on Thursday, and we'll find out whether he's going to opt back in, which I think he's going to do. A lot of this is just posturing. People are looking for leverage. And then Kyrie Irving, listen, the best play for him, go back to Brooklyn, get your $36 million. And Brooklyn, believe it or not, you're not going to give him the max. Please tell me you wouldn't give him the max for multiple years. Otherwise, you're absolutely – I know you're a little crazy, Brooklyn, but now you're out of your mind if you're giving him an, an extended super max. But you do it for a year. You have it incentive-laden. But the best chance for everybody to win out there in Brooklyn is if he goes back and plays with KD, Ben Simmons, another case – and then, of course, you got Joe Harris, a good shooter who was injured last year. That's your best. Maybe it's not a good one in terms of winning an NBA championship, but as, as far as all these potential scenarios for both sides, face it. Just get your, get your crap done. That's the best way, the best opportunity for you to win. But when you look at the NBA landscape, starting with Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving, again, don't take these things for granted when you're talking about ownership, Bob Myers, Steve Kerr. Aren't you glad? Don't you just wake up every day as a Warrior fan and say, thank God I don't live in Brooklyn and I'm pulling for the Nets. Thank God I'm not out there in the desert of the sun pulling for the Suns with the DeAndre Ayton mess and all the drama that concluded things there last year. Thank God. Well, for a multitude of reasons, you're not waking up in Sacramento with the Kings. I don't need to go down that laundry list. You know, thank God I'm not with the Utah Jazz. We just lost our head coach. Donovan Mitchell wants out of town. Rudy Gobert, right behind him. We're going to blow this thing up. Thank God I'm not the New Orleans Pelicans. What do we do as far as extensions in this fat kid that we invested our entire future in, Zion Williamson? Everybody has levels of drama. Thank God I'm not a Los Angeles Laker. And you wake up, really? Westbrook is still here? How do I get out from underneath this crazy contract? LeBron James is a year older. In fact, everybody's pushing 50 on this team. I mean, thank God I'm not the other team in Los Angeles. You really feel like you want to get in bed with Kawhi Leonard and or Paul George in terms of 
them being durable. What's up, Brian? Isn't there a scenario when if you're Kyrie Irving, you could say, all right, I'm going to I'm going to take the max. I'm going to say, all right, thank you so much. But then turn around and say, you know what? I want out of here. And he actually think he has a $5 million trade clause in his contract. So he can literally take the max and say, thank you very much. And then turn around and say, you know what? Trade me. How crazy is that? I mean, anything's possible with him. And expect anything out of this guy. Which is why everybody says him going to the Los Angeles Lakers makes no sense financially. You don't really have to think dollars and cents when it comes to Kyrie Irving because he doesn't think necessarily that way. He left 17 mil on the table last year because he wouldn't get vaccinated. 17 million. That, of course, would have been his paycheck had he played in home games with the Brooklyn Nets last year. This is a guy that does it a different way. Maybe he takes the six million and goes to Los Angeles, which I would love to see. I would love to see him go play with the Lakers and that implode even more. And that drama continues. And he just decides midseason, you know what? I, I, I'm, I need a 10-day break. I'm out of here. Do you, just, think, do you think it's good for the league, Dan? Do you really think it's good for the league that all this drama uh, around Kyrie Irving say, you know what? I don't want to play basketball. I'll just sit on the sideline in street clothes. Do you really think it's good for the NBA? Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's a black mark on the league itself as much as it is for Kyrie Irving. I think that what you're, what you're beginning to learn here is that, first of all, what KD is coming to the realization is that, man, seriously, this is the dude that I decided I want to hitch my wagon to? What the hell was I thinking? Brooklyn? Oh, man, we heard about this guy. Boston blew in our ear, said, don't do it. Don't do it. And we're like, no, we see the talent. I think that everybody who comes within the orbit of Kyrie Irving is beginning to realize just how toxic this guy is. What has he done? Let me ask you, since he hit that shot against the Golden State Warriors and gave the Cleveland Cavaliers that improbable victory coming from 3-1 down to Golden State in 2016 and hit that incredible shot essentially to win it, what has he done since then? Answer is nothing. Went to, he went to Boston. Now, Boston went to the playoffs. Matter of fact, they went to an Eastern Conference Finals, but they did that without Kyrie. Kyrie was hurt. And if Kyrie, if anything, Kyrie was a detriment to that team even with the arrival of Jason Tatum. And don't forget that Gordon Hayward, who was very much in his prime, and Jalen Brown had jumped to all these young boys and went to an Eastern Conference final. And, and, then, and then Kyrie the following year was just, you know, everybody was healthy, and it was the biggest head scratch with the Boston Celtics. You're like, okay, you, just, you got these two kids that just went to an Eastern Conference Finals without you, and now you're back. This should be an NBA championship. Hands down, you got Gordon Hayward, you got, you know, you just went out and you got Jason Tatum in the draft. You went out and you got, you know, Jalen Brown out of the University of California. You still had Horford. I mean, this was a good basketball team. And now you're bringing back Kyrie Irving. This team should win an NBA championship, right? They just went to an Eastern Conference Finals without you lost to the Cleveland Cavaliers. They didn't even make the playoffs. I'll repeat that. They didn't even make the playoffs and everybody was healthy. It was the biggest head scratch and you couldn't figure it out. And then the stories began to surface following that year. Well, yeah, it was complete chaos because of the inner workings that was Kyrie Irving, who was a cancer, was toxic in that locker room. Didn't get along with Jason Tatum, had issues with the kids. Brown was just absolutely difficult to work with. And that was the year, remember, Kyrie said as much. Yeah, now I know what LeBron meant working with young players. I don't have that level of patience. Kyrie Irving is, it's the minute he left 
the Cavaliers and left LeBron James and tried to do it on his own has been an absolute mistake. And I'm not going after Kyrie. I'm just, hey, this is fact-based. This dude, and that's, you want to ask me what's wrong with the NBA? It's this player empowerment where guys like that and Kyrie says, you know what, let me do it on my own. Let me go do it on my own. KD, let me go do it on my own. LeBron, let me go do it on my own. There's a reason why general managers are in place. Let them put the teams together. Let's get out to the phone lines. 888-957-9570. San Francisco, the location. Say hello to Mike. What's up, Mike? Welcome to the show. Hey, what's up? Before I get to the dubs, I just think trying to uh, build your team, as you're seeing, uh, the Lakers, Nets, Sixers, they're not winning anything. So you can you can try to do it that way, but as you're seeing, who are the teams that are competing? The Heat, the, uh, the Celtics, the Warriors, the Grizzlies, uh, Mavs, etc. the teams that are built within a franchise, and they have guys, players, who aren't egomaniacs. So, I mean, KD is seeing firsthand – what it's like, he's not going to win anything there. First of all, if I'm Nets management, I say that we're not bringing back Kyrie, good riddance to him, and KD's still dumb enough to continue to follow that clown, which I don't think he is because it pretty much seems like he mentioned in my podcast, hey, that's between the Nets and uh, Kyrie. I think he's ended up going to ultimately going to stay there because he found his long-term extension. But even, say, hypothetically, he wanted to force his way out, I'd say get rid of him too. Trade him to a, a desperate team like the Clippers. If, if they can give me Paul George, Dreggie Jackson, and a hall of other players, I do it because the Nets, as currently constructed, even with Simmons there, uh, they're not winning anything. So I think KD ultimately is going to end up staying there. If I'm Nets management, it seems like they don't want him there. They just wanted Kevin Durant, and they have to bite the bullet to take Kyrie. I say good riddance. Uh, he's not worth the trouble. Uh, we'll build around KD. Uh, Joe Harris, uh, Spence, hopefully Ben Simmons gets his head right and can perform uh, Patty Mills, et cetera. Um, as far as the Warriors go, um, you know, they can hold off on the pull and Wiggins. Order importance is, I think, to me, Looney. As much as I love GPTU, I think Looney is a big, major factor. As you saw down the stretch, we need him. And I think he's got to be number one. And GP2, uh, he's been a journeyman his whole career. Hopefully he'll come back and realize this is the place for him because he's bounced around from team to team. And there's no guarantee if you get the money, a huge contract offer somewhere, you're not going to have necessarily be the perfect fit. Or you're going to have to go to a losing situation like Orlando. So I think Looney's number one and, and GP2. But I think they're going to both be back. I think Iguodala probably retires. And then we can re-sign uh, Poole and Wiggins uh, next year. Do you think that's the plan of attack for Myers uh, going into the offseason? Thanks so much, Mike. I don't know, to be completely forthright with you, with what the plan of attack is. This is all about dollars and cents, right? I think that I would agree with you. If your plan of attacks beginning with Kevon Looney, I would say that's first and foremost. And it has to be evident to just about everybody that this is the guy you need to lock up. He's proven himself throughout the regular season, and what he did, again, I'm going to circle that game six against Memphis and the 22 boards in a game in which you're trying to fight power with power and you had nobody. I mean, Steven Adams, Brandon Clark, Jaron Jackson, they're pushing you around. And here comes Kevon Looney arrives with a cape. And just says, I'll save the day. As he's done throughout, quietly had done throughout this remarkable season for the Golden State Warriors. He has proven that he's worth whatever it is that he's, he's demanding, as long as it's within reason. And the Warriors have proven that they're willing to pay guys that, that deliver the goods. And that's been their history. And that's not going to change now. So Kevon Looney 
has, has proven his worth, not only this year, but I think he's been a good soldier throughout his tenure with the Golden State Warriors. And so, yeah, he gets the bag. In terms of money being available for that of Jordan Poole and when it comes to Andrew Wiggins, that's just, you know, that's going to come down to crunching numbers and dollars and cents. But I think Kevon Looney and GP2, first and foremost, are two guys. And those guys, again, are linked together because I think it depends on how much you're going to give Kevon Looney is going to predicate in terms of how much you have left over in the kitty to give that of GP2. Now, it's the last thing GP2 wants to hear. You want to know he wants to feel as though he's first and foremost. And the Warriors certainly aren't going to phrase it that way, but I think it's Kevon. And if Kevon doesn't crush us, let's go get GP2. Didn't we see this with Kevon three years ago when he was also up for an extension and also hit free agency? There's not a lot of teams out there who think that this man can give you 35 a night and 20 boards and 15 points a night. It's, I don't think that this guy is going to be able to get the bag. I really don't. And that's why I think they're going to be able to bring him back. Yeah, I think you're right. Because a lot of teams in the NBA, I mentioned this yesterday, just typically, historically, the way they think of things when it comes to paying somebody who's a free agent, you don't typically break the bank and or give, quote unquote, the bag to somebody who doesn't score. That's a non-score. That traditionally just doesn't happen in the NBA. You're not willing to go out and spend a lot of money who does somebody who's a good screener and pulls rebounds and a glue guy. And also somebody that might just, you know, I'm not going to call him a system guy, but his best basketball might be right where he's at. And if he goes anywhere else, he may not be as effective. But we'll see. There's going to be counters offers out there. But I think this is one that the Warriors certainly is within their control and certainly is somebody that I think becomes first and foremost in terms of locking up. 888-957-9570. Let's continue with the calls. Napa, California. Say hello to Gabriel. What's up, Gabriel? My man, happy Sunday. How are you? Thanks, bro. How are you today? Oh, it's gorgeous already. So, um, quick couple things, I guess. I'd love to hear your feedback. Uh, you know, this decision-making process for them is really three-pronged. You've got your culture, you got your finance, and you got your on-court, right? Everybody knows their culture they've built is incredible, and they want to honor that. And Kevon Looney's not going anywhere. Like that guy, he's done everything he can. They're going to reward him. It's kind of like for better or worse, frankly, like the Giants win the World Series or back in the day, other teams win. And you know that Kevon Looney's not going to last forever. I mean, the guy was an Iron Man, don't get me wrong, but they're paying that guy. You know, and they're, they've already done it with their stars. They're paying the core guys. The second part is, I mean, so the Niners used to cut people early. The Warriors keep them longer. The Giants keep them longer. Second part is finances. People are worried of who wants to play with Joe Lacob's money, how much money does he have. I have a friend, let's say, who works in the suites and the uh, high and ticket stuff at the Chase Center. The reason they have the Chase Center is they built themselves an ATM. They built a mint. They're not doing basketball games. They're doing 285 events there. Five million bucks gross. Make a million to two million every time. And add in all your other stuff. They're doing just fine. And, you know, they want to do it for the ego. These are rich dudes. Like, they love being on that podium. They don't get as much juice from their tech company or, you know, an eagle show. They get it from winning a championship. And then lastly, as it relates to those you know, players on the floor. They're bringing back Looney, as I said. Uh, they got to bring back GP because he's not going to be that much money. They don't have anybody that does what he does. Let's face it, uh, Clay's days of being one of the best defenders in the league, over. Uh, Draymond, take your guess as to how much longer he can maintain his level. It wasn't the best. Everybody's getting older. And uh, the, the guy that's going to go who's imminently replaceable is Porter. And I want Kaminga getting every single minute 
of Porter's minutes, don't you? Oh, uh, you speak. Gabriel, you know you're speaking my language when we talk about Jonathan Kaminga and just letting that beast go. I actually think that, and I know a lot of people said, ah, he's too raw. I, I would have let him out of the cage last year in crucial minutes in the playoffs. Now, I know it turned out to be the prudent move because the Warriors won an NBA title, but there were times where I thought it was screaming for an athlete, and I felt he was the only guy who could do it. You make some good points, man. Gabriel, you're talking about Joe Lacob. You're, you're spot on, bro. It's why you buy – if you're a billionaire, if you've made your money, why do you buy a professional franchise? Now I know you can make money on it. But typically the reason why these guys do it is so when they walk in the room, people know who the hell you are. He goes to a cocktail party, I'm telling you. Joe Lacob, prior to buying the Golden State Warriors, walks into a cocktail party. He's just another dude. He's just another tech cat. I don't really know who he is. I heard he makes a lot of money. Now he walks into that room and is like – there's Joe Lacob. They feed off of that ego and power. He's right. So let's just go four titles, six NBA finals in eight years. It's Joe Lacob on that level that Eddie DeBartolo was on because he's considered the greatest Bay Area sports owner of all time. It's Joe Lacob. Is he surpassed it or is he on that level as Eddie DeBartolo? He's on that level. Now, listen, I go back to the Eddie D days. And the reason why I'm, I lean a little bit towards Eddie DeBartolo in terms of the greatest and influential owner of the Golden State, or excuse me, in the Bay Area, is that I like guys who are trailblazers and guys who break ground. And let's face it, nobody did it like that of Eddie D prior to Eddie D. In other words, Eddie DeBartolo, this is, you know, when Eddie DeBartolo, he's one of the reasons why there's a salary cap. Everyone wanted to play for the 49ers because he would take care of their players and he would pay above and beyond. Not only that, but he would send everybody to Hawaii for a ring ceremony. He made it a destination. Before anybody in the NFL, any owner recognized, oh, that's the way you build the culture. Let me, let me build a place. Let me buy a team and have it a place where everybody wants to go and play for, including the NFL's best. And that's what Eddie D did before anybody else. Now, Joe Lacob is sort of following a template like that of Eddie D or previous owners before him, and that is, you know, spend money and win titles. But I think Eddie DeBartle was one of the first, was he not? He was one of the true pioneers before him. That typically is not the way you did things. But he said, look it, I got money and I want to share it with you guys because I'm getting fat off of you and I'm getting a lot of power and I'm getting a lot of, you know, I'm enjoying the fruits of, of what you guys are doing. So let me just, let me reward you, man. It ain't going to crush me. And although comparatively speaking, it's not a lot of money compared to these days, but back then the contracts he was paying, the way he was taking care of players yeah, nobody did it like that at Eddie D. Now Joe Lacob is in a close second, certainly. And I think, you know, he might be the modern day Eddie DeBarlow, but this will be a good test for him this off season. Now going back to what the remember that remember that Brian Windhorse comment? I think it was at the end of game five, right? When he said this was a checkbook win for the Warriors. Do you think that that kind of insulted Warriors fans or do you think that was like a high praise for them? I don't know if it's an insult. I mean, listen, they're not going out and purchasing the best talent available. You know what I mean? You're talking about re-signing guys and getting over the salary cap. 
A checkbook guy to me means you're, you're simply going out and assembling a team from free agents. You're going out and you're spending money for KD. You're spending money for Kyrie Irving. You're spending money for Ben Simmons. You're trying to buy yourself a title. The Golden State Warriors, let's keep in mind, first and foremost, the foundation of this team, the reason for their success is this is homegrown talent, all right? Don't ever take your eye off of that prize. That this is talent that has come up through one team. They're the ones that pick these guys out of the choir. It's the Warriors that saw value in Klay Thompson when other teams passed on him. It's the Warriors that saw value in Steph Curry when Minnesota decided he wasn't their guy. It's the Warriors that saw Draymond Green could be impactful. And it's the fact that they have longevity with these guys. Now, yes, they're getting over the salary cap because some of the peripheral pieces are getting somewhat expensive, but they're not trying to purchase it. To me, a checkbook team is somebody that's going to write a blank check just to simply go out and get the best talent available throughout the NBA as far as free agents. That's not the way the Warriors are doing it. They did it one year, and that's when they got KD. Obviously, it lasted a couple of years, but that was the one time where they said, okay, let's go get somebody else. Now, would you want, would you want Kevin Durant back? There's been a lot of talk. He said he, he could see himself back in Golden State. I don't know about you, but... It'd be kind of enticing to have Kevin Durant back in the Warriors. I don't know logistically if it could work, but, I mean, they went back-to-back championships with him. So, maybe? Well, here's the difference. Is the last time the Warriors, let's, let's keep in mind, all right, the Warriors lose an NBA championship, they reassess, and this is what happens when you lose, is that you, suddenly the entire narrative and the complexion of a team changes despite winning 73 games in the regular season. You begin to say to yourself, okay, what do we need to compete? Well, maybe Steph and Clay have hit the wall, and maybe we need to get another way to get points. What happens when these guys aren't shooting well from three-point territory? We got no other resources. Oh, let's go get KD. And it worked. The difference with this team and why I don't think you need KD is that you did not have a Jordan Poole waiting in the wings. The difference is with this team that's won an NBA championship as opposed to the one that lost one and then went out and got KD is that you didn't have a Jonathan Kaminga, Moses Moody waiting in the wings. You didn't have a James Weissman, the number two pick in the NBA draft, waiting in the wings. There are resources with this team as opposed to the one that lost that created an opportunity, an avenue to bring in a Kevin Durant. This team is drastically different in that they still have what I think is an entire infusion of players that we have yet to really hear from in terms of James Weissman and Jonathan Kaminga and company. That was not available to this Golden State Warrior prior to them getting Kevin Durant. I also think you didn't have an Andrew Wiggins who played a perennial role with this team, both offensively and defensively as well. Because remember Harrison Barnes, remember him going, what, 5 for 32 from three-point land in, what, the 2016 NBA Finals against Cleveland? They knew they had to get better. And quite frankly, I've never been one of those guys. I like to identify with the team. Like you, you want to see guys that you draft, you get excited about the draft, they come up through the draft, and then they stay with your team and they win titles. That's the way you want to do it. That's how you create an allegiance with players and a team and a franchise, right? That's how you create that relationship. Going out and just simply purchasing players, I mean, that's they're just going to the next highest paid. They're just going to the highest bidder. This is the way you want to win titles. And, and then when it comes to Joe Lacob, once you have that foundation and that continuity, and then Joe Lacob getting over the, the luxury, t- I, I don't really care. <laughs> you know, to be honest with me, I, 
with you, I'm I'm not really. It doesn't keep me up at nights that Joe Lacob is over. He's he's getting taxed. Oh no, this dude can afford it. I'm worried about my finances, right? I'm worried about paying my mortgage. I I enjoy the Warriors winning championships. When it comes to everything about the Warriors in terms of you know who do you resign? Is this guy healthy? What about Steph? Is Clay's defense diminishing? We can discuss that. When it comes to checkbooks and Joe Lacob and getting over the salary, the luxury tax, that does not keep me up. Dude, just take care of it. I don't care how far you are over the over the cap. Man, you're winning. That's for you to deal with. But something tells me you can afford it. That that one component when it comes to the Golden State Warriors and forecasting that basketball team, when it comes to him being over the luxury tax, that's neither here nor that, that's a non-starter for me. What's the saying? It's always easier spending someone else's money, right? Damn straight. All right, we're going to continue here on 95.7 of the game. I promise we'll get into the San Francisco 49ers and the name Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't mean to continue to tease it. In fact, I said Jimmy Garoppolo, and as I understand it, Brian, immediately Shamari Block woke up and said, I'll be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.